Hello, greetings, salutations, and dingle dongle to all my sweet little doggies out there. It's your good friend Matt here, and with me is my good friend Nick. Here. I am here. <laughs> and we are talking about, you guessed it, another show that we have on this fine network you're listening to over Easy Airwaves. Why don't you uh, spin them a yarn there, Nick? The show is called Awesome Sound, and it's a podcast about the music of American alternative rock group Ween. That's right. Uh, basically, I think they're the greatest band on earth, as do some other people. A whole bunch of other people disagree with that. Uh, and this is a show in which I convince everyone, including Nick, that they are, in fact, the greatest band in the history of the world. We start from uh, their most accessible albums and take it all the way to their crazy brown shit with some uh, fun diversions along the way. That's true. So why don't you tune on in to Awesome Sound, a podcast about American experimental rock band Ween, and we'll see you next time when you listen to us in podcast form. Awesome Sound is available on OverEasyAirwaves.com, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome, dear listener, who is incredibly attractive, has excellent political opinions, and smells terrific. You're listening to Mother May I Podcast with Danger, an exploration of the marvelous world of made-for-TV movies. Each episode, I will bring on an honored guest and delve into a particularly example, interesting example of the genre. This week, I'm joined by vocalist, pianist, and arranger David Lane. Thank you for joining, David. Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm very honored. Oh. To be a guest. All my guests are honored uh, and should feel honored because it is a great honor to be on this uh, uh, lowly ranked uh, podcast <laughs> program. Welcome. Thank you. So, Looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, this week we watched uh, probably one of the finest examples of the genre, uh, Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Yeah, we did. So, um, David, what, what attracted you to the, uh, the Mega Shark franchise in the beginning? Well, you know, we were look we were looking for for something to watch, and correct. <laughs> I've always been into the idea of uh, of some sort of Titan battle. Correct, and your favorite movie is uh, the remake of Clash of the Titans. Is it not? <laughs> uh, well, that's what I like to watch around the holidays. Mm -hmm. But yeah, nothing gets you in the Christmas spirit more than gods and titans battling. <laughs> anyway. So when I, of course, when I saw the title, any, you know, any movie that has verses in the title, I feel like is going to be a good movie. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, best movie ever. <laughs> Love that perfect bad boy. Perfect example. <laughs> uh, just a little tangent on, on our friend Batman. Um, my favorite thing about the Batman uh, Missos is originally in the comic strip and, and also in the Tim Burton movie, people think he's a fucking bat. <laughs> People, criminals are like, oh no, this big bat beat me up. It's like, and talk to you. <laughs> like bats do. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, we're, we're getting off topic maybe. here. I'm just really That's, baffled Maybe it's by easier that. for them to accept a talking bat than 
a man who has like the power to remain hidden like a bat. That sure, yeah. In the night. They're like, boy, this guy must be really rich. Is <laughs> probably what they're thinking. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we watched. Uh, so we ended up picking Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Yeah, uh, probably a, w- a controversial choice over Sharknado, perhaps for some correct. people. Yeah, we uh, uh, we had narrowed it down to those two choices. Um, we didn't know though that Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark is the third in the <laughs> Mega Shark uh, uh, trilogy. No. I believe Mega Shark versus uh, Colossal Octopus is one, and uh, and actually DJ Tasker, uh, can it's you? It's a crocodile. Crocodoras or something, Cro- like some kind of large <laughs> crocodile type creature versus Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> uh, and then there was another one uh, as well. But we we went with uh, the third installment. This aired on Sci-Fi, uh, which you might expect to be spelled uh, like science short for science fiction, but it's spelled S Y F Y because you know fuck everything. <laughs> uh, so it's aired in sci-fi in 2014 and it stars uh, Christopher Knight, our good friend from uh, Stargate SG-1, as well as uh, Angel and um, Law and Order star Elizabeth Rome. Mm. So really we're, we're, we're kind of in the like low budget realm already with, with these, uh, these casting. <laughs> uh, I, Christopher Knight is fine on, uh, on Stargate, but spoiler alert, he's terrible here. <laughs> Just awful. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was working with what what he was provided, I think. I mean, it's not, not the most sparkling script. It's not like they brought Tom Stoppard in and he wrote a, this beautiful, rich, layered, dense labyrinth of a, of a tome. Then it was just too much for the actors to handle. But um, but yeah, um, so we... It, so we joined the Mega Shark series at, in the th- on the third installment. Yeah. So we were lacking some of the backstory, I think. Yeah. We need to take uh, that into account. I feel here. like there's going to be some fans of the franchise that are <laughs> going to be pretty pissed that we jumped in <laughs> midstream here. But uh, Luckily, we, we didn't even notice until you know halfway through the movie that we were perhaps missing some of the... In fact, what we noticed when I was like, hey, is this the third one in the series, guys? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you want to walk... Let's walk through this uh, following the Wikipedia plot summary. Okay. Because that sounds good. I don't know about you, but we watched this movie, uh, what, four days ago and have yeah. already mostly forgotten it. So this will be a nice <laughs> reminder. Yeah. Um, okay. So it begins with uh, a tugboat pulling a huge iceberg, okay, arrives at port in Alexandria, Egypt, when suddenly the iceberg shatters and there's a mega shark in there. (laughs) So I'm sure that the second movie must end with them freezing the shark in an iceberg. Oh, I thought it was just like, I think this is just, this is a prehistoric species. and So this isn't the same mega shark from the previous I'm assuming they kill the mega shark before. Okay. I don't know. I, boy, see, we're already we're already running up against it. We should. Well, have I would say that maybe they they think they kill it because they uh, it gets frozen in an iceberg and, somehow. And but then again, that just preserves it for the ages. <laughs> like how Walt Disney's frozen in an iceberg. <laughs> maybe the second movie was was took place like in ancient time, long ago, <laughs> before the ice age, when. Crocosaurus roamed the earth. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, it shatters. Uh, it 
destroys the tugboat. Uh, oh, the Sphinx gets decapitated by the tugboat, which is great. It flings <laughs> oh, it through right, the air right, right. and knocks the head off it the It cuts Sphinx. from... So they're in like a harbor of a, a sort of just a city. And, yeah. then, and then there's a cut to the pyramids. <laughs> which are not in Alexandria. Fun fact. <laughs> they are miles and miles south in the city of Cairo, in well, fact. I think if you consider the strength of the, the uh, of tail, a tail of a mega yeah. shark. It makes sense that it would be able to. You're right. I hadn't considered SWAT something that I hadn't far. realistically considered <laughs> the thing, uh, the physics of the situation. Uh, so this becomes a huge international incident. We are treated to a montage of many news reporters speaking in many languages, talking about uh, how all ports have been closed. There's a fishing ban. Uh, and no boats can uh, sorry, travel in Sorry, sorry, Nick. Hold on a second. Let me bring up the quote that I have written down here. Excellent. When you Please say do. all ports have been closed, I think you mean that the Atlantic Ocean is on lockdown. The Atlantic Ocean <laughs> is on lockdown. Uh, here, here's another fun Which thing is... I really like about this movie, though, because uh, most of uh, the footage they use is either stock footage or stuff they shot on the cheap. So there are still just like little fucking sailboats in every fucking scene <laughs> even though there's a mega shark on the loose lots of time lapse with the, oh, the sun God. going down and the ships buzzing around the they, harbor i wonder if like the assistant editor was like i you know i actually have access to 20 hours of time lapse footage do you do you want to use it and the director was like we should have uh finished filming in two days and we're on day three of course we'll use it <laughs> So it, it it's very bad. Lots of time lapse. Uh, but uh, I, and I love I, in the scene of all the uh, um, the news reporters uh, talking, they all look very sad. Like they're <laughs> like, oh, I'm playing a news reporter in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to they were because I'm sure the uh, the director was just like, do we know someone that speaks Mandarin? Do we know someone that speaks Italian? <laughs> they're a news reporter in this movie now. <laughs> It's very. It's a very bad scene, folks. The Atlantic Ocean is on lockdown after an incident in the Alexandria Harbor. Atlantic dans le lockdown. It it and they are. It's the worst looking news stations too. Like it's the least realistic. We keep coming back to this Australian news station with a very unimportant character. Like she gets developed a little bit. And it's the Australian News Network, ANN, but it doesn't say her name like you often do in a report. So it just says Anne in big letters. So it's like, well, her name must be Anne. (laughs) Uh, So moving on to the actual plot, uh, we go now to Pearl Harbor, where our two leads, uh, Christopher Knight and uh, Elizabeth Rome, are uh, are piloting a mecha shark. And it's just a little little bitty boy, uh, a very small mecha shark, which is a... uh, it's a submarine that resembles the mega shark is basically uh the um the thought process behind yes. the building of this um jack has developed uh jack is christopher knight he has developed a new prototype ai named nero it's kind of uh scarlett johansson and her if it was a you know stuffy british <laughs> dude uh i guess a, g- a good example would be uh um that new movie Passengers has a um, stuffy yeah, British or the AI. or um, from Iron Man. Oh uh, yeah, his, Paul Bettany. Name? Um, Watson. Nope. What? That's the Watson? that's the that's the Jeopardy that's the Jeopardy playing <laughs> computer. Uh, Conover. I don't know. 
I'm not some, a nerd, some David. Name, I think. Uh, but then he becomes handsome Paul Bettany, handsome red yes. Paul Bettany. Um, uh, so yeah, we move on from here. So he uh, he's like, we need to get this AI in the shark, but it's not tested yet. But as uh, a general for the uh, U.S. military rightfully points out, uh, they don't really have time because there is a mega shark loose that has put the entire Atlantic Ocean on lockdown, even though he's in the Pacific at this point now. Yes, so they, they ask for the help from these two doctors. Yeah. Sorry, he's not a general. He is an admiral, and his name is Admiral Engelbert. Engelbert, yes. And uh, he he's our favorite character, correct? <laughs> I think so. This... So yes. he he's introduced saying the mega shark uh, the mega shark has killed many, including my brother. <laughs> Never comes up again. <laughs> it's just... not his motivation. Uh, there and there's a later <laughs> scene where they could have called back to it, uh, and we'll get there. But they don't. He's just like he just seems I mildly. Think, honestly, in- I think you gave the line a little more bite than he did. I was going to say he like, seems mildly including annoyed, my brother, including my brother. Uh, <laughs> he just seems mildly perturbed that there's a big shark. <laughs> Yeah. The entire time, it's like, oh, my day could have been so easy. Could have just sailed around. But no, nope, <laughs> there's this big old shark. But uh, yeah, so we go from here. Um, so, oh, sorry. And I have another quote from this. So the line, the line while they're handling the shark is, it looks like a shark, but it certainly doesn't handle like one. A great line <laughs> that makes much sense. <laughs> what, do, what, do, what do you think a shark handles like, David? Uh... You know, I I couldn't tell you. Like a Chevy Corsair. Like, <laughs> I don't know. In the water, though. Mm, maybe that's um, it. But I'm I'm wondering if this this smaller because this is not the mecha shark that they're piloting in this scene. This is a smaller. It, it's the little boy the yeah. prototype, or like they're they're making a bigger, stronger one. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the small one is from one of the previous films possibly um you know anytime something's weird in this movie we'll just say it, it, <laughs> it's probably it's explained something we in the don't understand canon. uh <laughs> certainly not that it's a poorly written movie um but yeah so uh then they uh they go to, the admiral introduces them to the big boy the uh the fully functional uh ai equipped uh massive Me- mecha shark right the mega mecha shark if you will yes uh and now that we've met both uh the mecha shark and the mega shark that's the age-old question do you think of yourself more as a mega shark or more of a mecha shark well like i said when we were watching it right from the beginning i was i was all i was mega shark all the way i, I think it was all for the yeah. the naturally occurring mega yeah shark. and i think that's really it i feel like the mega shark uh is sort of the idea, a kind of anti-establishment, kind of like a, the mega yeah. shark is a rebel, <laughs> but it's a rebel with a cause. Like it, yeah. its environment is being destroyed. It, it's confused. It's scared. Well, and as we find out later in the movie, just wants to fuck. He wants to mate. Yeah. Uh, so around this point, uh, we're introduced to a character from the previous movies. Uh, uh, Dr. Susie McNeil, I believe is her name. Let me double check that. Emma McNeil. Mm. And she is played by uh, 80s pop star Debbie Gibson, who is having a blast. <laughs> Elizabeth Rome and Christopher Knight are dour and deathly serious and very wooden, very flat. Debbie Gibson is just having fun. She's in a movie all on her own. She's Yeah, she's in a totally different film. Literally, she... Uh, 
she interacts with a character, another character one time, but otherwise they just film her in a lab set on the phone <laughs> talking about horny sharks. Yeah. So it's possible she was filming in a different studio and yeah. they, they uh, didn't quite catch the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah. I And that's the thing about uh, these. Um, so this is, uh, should probably mention, this film is made by The Asylum, which is a studio uh, that makes uh, mockbusters. And mockbusters, for those that don't know, are films that are designed to confuse people into thinking they're a blockbuster film. And this is something that's gone back back to the 1960s American International movies uh, by Roger Corman, where, uh, you know, the year after Jaws comes out, you get Piranha. And, um, and, and the Asylum has taken this to the next level by making films so confusingly titled uh, that you, you could conceivably... Uh, you know, especially if you're like a doddering old person buying a movie for your grandson, you might buy instead of buying uh, of the Avengers, you might buy Avengers Grimm, which is their Once Upon a Time knockoff that David and I also watched <laughs> for fun. Yeah, a lot of fodder in that one too. Uh, yeah, uh, but so this this is a film made by the Asylum. I don't think it's based particularly on any existing property maybe batman versus superman <laughs> but uh it definitely is uh it definitely is not very good <laughs> but but what i i'm wondering is no one like why no one had any fun with it except debbie gibson like it is so <laughs> dull the scenes with the two leads that's true are so incredibly uninteresting poorly written badly acted there's and the humor like all their wisecracks and quips are delivered so woodenly that they don't even really register as jokes. But you know, I think I think uh, that Admiral Engelbert also had a pretty good time. It seemed like, <laughs> yeah, he he he's low energy, but he has very crazy eyes, which which comes through and makes for a more interesting performance. So uh, we've got the Mecha Shark ready to go. Uh, so the Mega Shark reappears in the South China Sea. So the Pacific should also be on lockdown technically at this point. <laughs> uh, so um, the the Navy goes out, uh, accompanied by the Mecha Shark, piloted by Rosie, who's played by Elizabeth Rome, one of the two scientists. Uh, should have gotten a submarine pilot <laughs> or someone because Rosie fucks it up royally, <laughs> ends up shooting torpedoes into... <laughs> An aircraft, not an aircraft carrier, into a, like a battleship, killing the entire crew. <laughs> and her reaction is, oh, no. Yeah, she feels pretty bad about it. She I feels think. pretty bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, th- that's the kind of reaction I have when, like, I-, I don't know. I find out that, like, I hurt someone's feelings at a party. <laughs> oh, no. Did I? No. Really? <laughs> Darn it. But she just murdered <laughs> oh, a bunch of people. Oh, shoot. And yeah, essentially. And uh, Christopher Knight is like, it's not your fault. Go kill that shark. Yeah. Well, Don't worry, of... babe. Don't worry, babe. Get back in there. You know, those. This movie treats human life so cavalierly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, who is a little perturbed? Yes, it's Ad- Admiral Engelbert. He, he knew he some, knew some people, people on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> he knew some people. And that is what he tells her. Yeah. I knew people on that ship. Not uh, assuming not assumedly not anyone he was related to because his brother is already dead from earlier. Well, maybe he had more brothers. Maybe he had other brothers on the ship. On the ship, but he didn't he didn't deign to tell us if that was correct. <laughs> so, um 
Oh yeah, and then there's the oil spill. Remember that part? <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. There's an oil. But so round one, just to be clear, round round goes to the mega shark. Yeah. So I was feeling pretty good at this point. Yeah, the mega shark uh, really kicked their ass. Uh, there's this stuff about an oil spill. It's very uninteresting. Um, don't. They worry. solve it with the help of the mecha shark. Yeah, the mecha shark seals the leak. Uh, don't worry about it. Because um, even though they they have a mega shark on the loose, they also are still concerned about the environment. That yeah, there is a great scene where uh, Admiral Engelbert is like, "Who care? Like, who cares about the environment? We can fix it." And uh, Christopher Knight's character is like, uh, "It's irreparable damage." <laughs> Do you know what irreparable means? <laughs> and it's pretty clear that Admiral Engelbert does not know what irreparable <laughs> means, but he he gives in and and. Uh, follows the environmental do-gooders um at this point the uh the wikipedia um description gets so convoluted (laughs) i don't even know what's going on uh so let's just skip ahead a little bit uh to so rosie gets knocked out yes and you think she's dead and the 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 mecha shark reboots and it's she gets knocked out because she once again fires a torpedo in the wrong spot and hits a cliff underwater right. the rocks fall oh, down covering the covering the mecha shark in rocks and not only does she get knocked out but nero yeah. also gets AI, knocked out yeah i get knocked yeah. out and this is i think this is sort of supposed to set up something that happens later that the ai has like this fail safe mode but it's not working and then Anyway, uh, it's all very dumb. Uh, but we didn't talk about the relationship dynamic between uh, Rosie. <laughs> you were very, you were very focused on this, so a- I'll let I'll let you I'll let you explain this. And, the love triangle. Uh, yes. So that it seems Jack like Jack, right? Yeah. Jack and Rosie. You know, they're husband and wife, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it also seems like Jack is is very jealous of Rosie's relationship with Nero, the AI that he himself developed. It's pretty playful. He's kind of like, oh, that's my girl you're talking to there. But they keep coming <laughs> they back keep coming to back it. to it. So I was wondering if that was going to become a point of contention later on. But it seems to kind of just take care of itself, I guess. Yeah, I I wasn't, I personally wasn't expecting. <laughs> I mean, maybe there'd be a situation where Nero goes all hal on them because he loves Rosie. But yeah. I, I think they, they never really go much further in saying that Nero is like sentient, I think he's still pretty like just a computer. Yeah, but he does disobey Jack at that that point while they're trapped under the rocks. Right. Nero has an idea, and Jack is like, "No, don't do anything." And then he decides to just go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, detonate. He... And he detonates something and gets them free of yeah. the rocks. Yeah, because his calculations were correct. Yes. Uh, which yeah very computery uh so from here uh so rosie's knocked out uh we find out that they had a in a dream sequence she has we find out they had a daughter who died oh yeah (laughs) which sort of comes back later when we get introduced to the worst kid in a movie ever but we'll get to that uh so that rosie is uh goes to visit Dr. Emma McNeil and her at her mm. secret research base at in the, Auckland, Sorry, New at Zealand. her research base, I think <laughs> oh, you yeah. mean. At one point, there is a spelling error in uh, UN. An establishing UN <laughs> research facility. <laughs> uh, and, and Harbor is spelled differently at different points in this movie. It, it's very bad. Uh, so she goes to New Zealand uh, to hang out with Debbie Gibson. 
Uh, and this is where we get introduced to the idea of a horny shark right. driving the plot. So this shark is horny. Yes. And he's looking to mate. Uh, and his like ancestral mating ground is by Sydney, yes. off the coast of Sydney in Australia. Uh, and so uh, Debbie Gibson is like, once he arrives there and finds there there's no Lady Mega Shark, he's going to be very pissed. Mm-hmm. So they know that the final showdown is going to happen in Sydney, which is why we were introduced to this Australian uh News reporter, news reporter in the beginning. In the beginning, uh, and you think, oh, she's going to be important. She'll like, she'll come back and and say maybe save the day somehow, and we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, so they go to Sydney. Uh, they're evacuating the whole city. We get a weird scene where it was the the reporter where she's like, "This is bullshit. Like, why does anyone believe their rationale for <laughs> uh, evacuating the city?" It's like, well. She was like, their mega shark must be coming here if they're evacuating. It's like, well, yeah, then get the fuck out. <laughs> Which, spoiler alert, yeah. she doesn't. Uh, so uh, we get another battle between uh, the mega shark and the mecha shark off the coast of Sydney. Uh, almost immediately, the mecha shark is rendered incapacitated because it's really fucking useless. Oh, yeah. Another point for mega shark. mega shark. So, uh, oh, but it's being piloted. By by Nero. By Nero himself, yeah. yeah they so, took Rosie out. They good decided, call. Yeah. Good call. She fucking sucks. She wanted to go back, and she was like, no, I can pilot anything. And Jack says, you could pilot a Rubik's Cube, but that doesn't matter. Correct. So he really wants her to stay safe, yeah. even though she could pilot obviously a her piloting abilities are as such that she can pilot things that aren't even meant to be piloted. Now, David, do you think a Rubik's Cube or a shark handles better? <laughs> Well, you know, actually, Rubik's cubes, you do kind of flip them around a lot. That's true. And, 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 uh, twirl Famously them. difficult to, uh, <laughs> to twirl those boys around. Yeah, I'd say probably a shark handles better than a yeah, Rubik's cube. I agree. Uh, so from here, we, so the shark gets, you know, fucked up and enters drone mode. Very topical. Uh, which just means basically it, its safety protocols have been overridden, and it's just a, becomes a merciless right. killing. Right, Nero machine. is no longer the nice AI mm-hmm. that he was. Yeah. He's now, and it's sort of implied that he's not in control anymore. Yeah, then what is? I guess drone mode. Technology, Nick. And drone mode means go go onto shore and start killing people. <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, because okay, he gets weird... he gets flung ashore, or the mecha shark gets flung ashore by the mega shark, right? Right. So then and he's then on he the ground, he enters mode. drone mode, which is basically a tank. Like he, he grows, you know, yeah. he treads at yeah. the bottom. He becomes, yeah, so he's in, in land mode. And then it's basically that scene in uh, um, the Simpsons episode, Itchy and Scratchy Land, where it shows his view and it, and instead of identifying people as nice green, it's red, kill immediately. <laughs> uh, and then it moves very slowly. Uh, and we are treated to a bunch of scenes of slow-moving crowds of overweight people being killed by a shark, <laughs> including possibly my favorite cut in the entire movie. And I was like, if this was, if this, this and the Sphinx being decapitated, and Debbie Gibson is what this movie should have been. So we get a shot of this, uh, this portly man running, sc- shot of him screaming, looking back and screaming, shot of the shark rolling, then a shot of the top of his body. Like, his torso was, like, he's, like, 
spitting blood and like he's just covered in blood but there's no like it, it, there's no relationship like um uh there's a, a fa- famous thing in, in film editing co- called the Kuleshov effect where we understand that shots are related because of how they're set up so even though you know it could like it's shot with a different camera at a different time we mm-hmm. understand that they're sequential the Kuleshov effect does not work in these scenes. They look completely unrelated. <laughs> well, that's what I like about this movie, Nick. It respects the viewer enough to draw their own connections. It's ve- it, it, you know, it, it's like a, um, it's like it's like a, uh, a Godard movie. It just it has no. It really takes editing to a fully new, fluid place. Uh, it's very avant garde. Yeah. Um, so so we're treated to some of this. Meanwhile, the the mega shark uh, having bested its foe, the mecha shark goes to fight goes to New Zealand to fight uh uh Admiral Engelbert. Oh right, that's what's happening with the Mega Shark at that point. Yep. But at this at this point Admiral Engelbert has had enough and he gets his pistol out. Mm-hmm. And, and he's called the president. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a great a great cutaway where the last line in the scene is Admiral Engelbert saying, "Get me the president." <laughs> Which you know, I, I think guess. he authorizes him to use nukes that he never does. Oh. I think that was mentioned. Okay. Anyway, uh, the shark destroys uh, destroys the uh, the boat. Uh, as it's sinking, though, Admiral Engelbert just fucking whips out his pistol and is sh- sh- shouting like, "Die, shark, die!" Yeah, this I is think... where he should have said like, "You killed my brother, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah, good point. Or you killed some guys that I knew on that ship. I knew people. On I that knew boat. people bang, on that bang, boat. Bang. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't work. He is uh... no. I think you know. I think he may he might have thought that he was fighting a regular shark, mm. but in fact he was fighting a mega shark. This is the equivalent of the scene in Jaws where Robert Shaw gets killed. It, it's very it, it's very um, dramatic, and it's sort of the intense high point of the movie. Uh, R.I.P. Admiral Engelbert. Yes, uh, pouring out of forty right now for my dear friend <laughs> Admiral Engelbert. Uh, so from here, uh, we ha- we are treated to uh, a great subplot of uh, Rosie trying to rescue this little girl. Right. Let's talk about how shitty this little girl is for a while. <laughs> she is terrified of... Uh, Rosie. Rosie, who's trying to save her. And anytime she sees her, will scream and run away. This girl is like 10 or 11. Um, she's terrified of military guys with guns. Sure, I get it. No, she's not terrified of the fucking mecha shark, and just walks in front of it, staring up at it, not moving as the mecha shark is with its gnashing teeth. Yeah, it has it has very sharp metal teeth and, and she, red eyes, and red glowing eyes, and it's killed a bunch of people. Uh, and she's just standing there, but anytime Rosie gets close to her... She also reaches up to it at one point. Oh, yeah. She wants to make a connection with that mecha shark. Uh... It's very touching. I get... Maybe she... Maybe she... She's on the side of the sharks. You know what? I think she was probably in the first two movies, and she probably developed (gasps) a relationship with with 
Oh no, wait, because Mecha Shark was well. Mecha we, Shark. Well, maybe she just maybe. likes sharks. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Mecha Shark is designed to look like Mecha Shark. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't want to spend any more time on this little girl because she sucks. But they do rescue her. Um, they hop in an SUV. Jack is there. Oh yeah, ja- at this point, Jack has piloted the other Mecha <laughs> Mecha Shark, the little one, from New Zealand to uh, Australia, and he gets stopped by an Australian soldier who says, uh, "It's like, can I?" Like we've evacuated we've, the city, you can't come in. He's like, "Well, I, I'm with the U.S. Navy. I, I need to like need to help. You and need identification." And he's like, "And I did enjoy this." He's like, "I piloted a mecha shark here. I left my wallet at home. Can you?" Yeah, believe- I don't have ID, but I did drive this shark that you see in front of you in the water. I did really. really Would an ordinary enjoy citizen roll up in a a smaller version of the mecha shark? I don't think so. So they steal an SUV uh, with the girl. Uh, they hatch a plan to... Um, you know what? I think at this point, we, we forgot to mention the sonar thing from earlier, which is that there's one of the one of the army carriers finds out that he's... That the mega shark, the mega shark is shark... attacking the ship because they're testing... They're testing <laughs> they're, something. They're high... Um, uh, high high frequency, frequency emitter. Yeah, they're high... <laughs> So he, that's why he's attacking it because he doesn't like the sound. That. And it's so funny. They're so he's attacking the ship, and it's like, well, we're testing our high frequency emitters. Are you still testing them? Well, well, yes. <laughs> well, turn them off, <laughs> dumbass. But he still destroys the ship. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so many people die. But important. That's important to the plot for for what their Correct, plan is yeah. right now. So uh, thanks to the help of uh, Doctor Debbie Gibson. Uh, she's like, you know, we may, we can use this uh, shark's horniness uh, against it. Um, we'll we'll use the mega shark to defeat the mecha shark. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you can Be- get because he he will see it as a rival. Yeah, because it's a male. It's a male shark. Mecha mecha shark. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hey, the mega shark doesn't have to be smart. <laughs> um, it's not mega. But smart he is. Shark. He is. <laughs> He is one of the smarter characters in this film. Sure, yeah. He's definitely above Admiral Engelbert. <laughs> and the little girl. And both scientists. <laughs> Just Dr. Debbie Gibson is the only truly smart character in this so movie. Now we kind of, but we kind of get two two ways that they're going to defeat this shark. Because the, the first one is that he will see it as a rival if they can get it back out into the harbor. And, and it will want to fight yeah. it. But the second is the sonar thing that they will... That Rosie will go inside the shark mm-hmm. to turn on the, the so, high frequency, the high frequency emit- emitter that all boats are equipped with. <laughs> so, all boats and mecha sharks, mm-hmm. so that the mega shark will want to attack it. And what the mega shark, poor mega shark, does not know that there's still some torpedoes left that are jammed mm-hmm. on the mecha shark. So when he goes to attack it, you can you can guess what Kaboom. might happen. Uh, oh, we should also quickly mention, uh, just to wrap up the plot with the uh, the Australian news reporter, she has been murdered basically off screen <laughs> with sure her cameraman just get crunched very quickly with yes. no fanfare, making their entire presence in the movie utterly baffling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on. So Rosie is going to go uh, turn on the high frequency emitter and uh, Jack is going to get try to get the uh, mecha shark back into the harbor which he accomplishes through some sick motorcycle stunts. yes so there's a there's a scene where he he uh there's a shot of him going up the ramp on this motorbike 
and uh, you know, it looks like he'll do sort of a, a small jump. And, and it's then also the, clearly him on, yes. on the motorbike at this point. <laughs> and then the next shot is him very high in the air, flying over the mecha shark. And then the third shot is him landing on the yeah, other side. It is again Kuleshov effect, not not in uh, not in effect at the moment. <laughs> There's no relationship no. between those three shots. Also important to mention that Rosie is now stuck inside the the mecha shark. She mm-hmm. went inside to turn on the high frequency emitter, and then she, which she accomplishes, but she also gets stuck in the what's it called it's like a tank the sewage full some of, kind of i think it might be full of like blood from all the blood and water from all the people it's killed okay yeah so she's stuck gross. in there floundering around she can't get out god elizabeth rom is a bad um, actress <laughs> let's just put that out there folks <laughs> I, I she was okay on angel i guess and but she was very bad as serena is it because i'm a lesbian sutherland on uh on law and order uh She's just bad, folks. I'm sorry, Elizabeth Rome. If you're watching this, I, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, so then what happens after that? There, there. Oh, the mecha shark is chasing after Jack on the bike. He gets them out to the mm-hmm. harbor. Yeah, and then there's a battle royale or something. Uh, uh, well, Wikipedia that, will help us. He still needs to get Rosie out, so he hops back in his smaller mecha shark. Right. It goes out into the water and drives the small mecha shark inside the mouth of the larger mecha shark. Right. Rescues Rosie. Which gives you a little bit of a scale of how much bigger this mecha shark really was. This is a mega mecha shark, as I said earlier. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, rescues Rosie. Um, They leave the the mecha shark before the mega shark bites the left side of the submarine, triggering a dislodged torpedo, which destroys both combatants. Uh, And Jack... It's like a weird final uh, thing reveals that he saved Nero uh, on a flash drive while (laughs) he was in there. While he was saving Rosie, yeah, he also downloaded this AI onto a thumb drive. So what's the biggest thumb drive you've ever seen? Uh, maybe 64 gigs I've seen, I I've seen. I think they have 121s now okay. but this was in 2014 so let's say 64 gigabytes that's equivalent to I would say maybe 10 seasons of The Simpsons <laughs> not a right. full you know basically sentient AI <laughs> just, yes. just pop them on but, a flash drive Nero.exe <laughs> what foresight Jack had though to install a USB port that he could easily, you know, put in the thumb drive without having to navigate any sort of menu and it would just instantly download Nero onto mm-hmm. the thumb drive. Mm-hmm. Um and also shows a great maturity in him to uh to save Nero even though he was curious about the relationship mm-hmm. between his wife mm-hmm. and Nero. I wonder if he just like gets like this like horribly compressed bastardized version of Nero that is just like a speaking spell. <laughs> Nero. 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 Uh so th- but, that's So then they're they're washed up on the beach though when yep. the, when the explosion happens. And the helicopters happens. come a landing. And the big very good CGI helicopters. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, and then what happens there? Well, they, they, they the mega shark explodes, and yeah. all the innards get strewn about on the yeah. beach, and and Rosie gets so they get some on them, and then mm-hmm. 
uh, and then they have a little embrace, mm-hmm. right? Because they've been through a lot. Helicopters in land. the last couple yeah. of days. Yeah, that shot just really sticks out to me because it was very good. Uh, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. Or is, is it? it? So we didn't talk about the of a movie full of dumb subplots. The dumbest and least explained is uh, Elizabeth Rome is an alcoholic who carries a bottle of tequila around with her, and then. <laughs> It shows her pouring it out later. Was she drunk? Is that why she killed <laughs> she all, those killed people? all those people? Because it's kind of like this a, is it like shows that. Like a uh, what's that flight movie? Where is flight? Is, is it called flight? <laughs> it's called flight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he saved those people. Right. He's like Sully. Yeah. Maybe Sully was drunk too. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. But um, <laughs> right. So she started drinking after their daughter died, presumably. I think is sort yeah, of the I implication think that's the there. Implication, but I guess maybe it's the uh, the near death experience is what inspires her to right to, to pour out her the, her bottle of tequila, not that she was drunk and killed a bunch of people. <laughs> yes, and Jack is not without his own mm-hmm. vice. He is a smoker, is... and Rosie doesn't like it. Yes, there's there's a few shots throughout the movie of him pulling out a cigarette, and she says, "You're not going to smoke that, are you?" And he says, "Of course not." Yeah, and that also funny, I think that also happens hilarious. with Nero at one point. He's uh, Jack's about to smoke, and Nero says, "Jack, you're not going to light that, are you?" Correct. Very hilarious. Um, So we get a uh, just side-splittingly funny uh, post-credit sequence where he lights a cigarette and then Rosie's like, Jack, off screen. Is that, am I remembering it right? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's all she says. Yeah. Well, I think it's more of like a Jack, like you old, you, you old smoker, you. Uh, And we should mention this comes after the credits, just like, uh, just like when all those movies where Tony Stark asked people to, or uh, Nick Fury asked people to join the Avengers. Yeah, and it was great. It was a real surprise because we we, we really thought it. that we, that it was done. But the only they, reason we were still watching at this point is because there's a dope as hell rock song over the ending credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to find out who it was. Um, we we, we did. It was up, at the end of the. We credits, did look up the band, uh, and they are uh, not remember. good, famous band. No. Um, I would say kind of, uh, but maybe you could end this podcast with that song. Is that you know something what? you do? Yeah, DJ uh, Task. I'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we, uh, we'll we'll edit it in in post uh, <laughs> if we can find it even. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, the third film in the Mega Shark franchise. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take a little break uh, and then we will talk about our final thoughts and give it a, a rating. All right, all right. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. That felt long. Four minutes. That's actually, yeah, the, these, it's usually like five or six minutes and these are usually 50 minutes. So perfect. Hmm. Good job, dude. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Bring her back. We rolling? And we're back. Hope you had a lovely and relaxing break listening to uh, bumpers for some other fine programs on this network. Uh, David and I uh, were just reminiscing about our favorite uh, Mega Shark versus Mega Shark moments. <laughs> if you had to pick one moment that just summed up the film in its entirety for you, what would you pick? Ooh, 
summed up the film. Hmm. Well, you know, I think maybe my favorite sequence of scenes was the uh, the chase scene at the at the end. Uh, like the bike stuff, or, yeah, or when the, it's just yeah, the bulldozing bike. through town. <laughs> well, the SUV too, mm-hmm. the SUV that Pretty leads exciting. into the where they have the girl in the car, and the and the mech sharks chasing after them. Although we don't see it in any of those shots, but and then the motorbike with Jack doing some heroic stuff, and then yeah, I, I liked that. Hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big fan of the slow motion shots of uh, sailors getting drenched with water. Oh, there were a lot submarines of submarines and uh, and uh, aircraft carriers as as the mega shark uh, uh, wreaks havoc, uh, and they're just kind of you know trying to escape, but they're all shot in slow motion, and people are going. Oh. There's lots of water coming in. Lots of water. Oh yeah. boy. Um, though yeah, that those shots really uh, summed up the film for me. Uh, they're very bad and weird mm-hmm. so uh here on uh the over easy airwaves uh all our programs use our proprietary seven star rating system okay so uh if you would be so kind as to give this film uh, a rating out of seven mm-hmm. uh with obviously zero stars being the worst and seven stars being the absolute best all right uh and, and half stars allowed half or? stars are allowed all so right. technically it's a 14 point system I'm going to give it a three out of seven. That's very good. <laughs> uh, to talk a little bit about Not what quite passable. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what your thought process is on that. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the, uh, I, I, you know, I'm speaking in terms of enjoyment of level course, for of myself. Course, yeah. So I, I did enjoy trying to follow all of these interesting subplots that were going mm-hmm. on. I liked the... Um, I, I enjoyed the inconsistencies between the characters. Yep. Uh, Debbie Gitson's tone versus the tone of Jack and Rosie. Because uh, then any scene with her in it was just a delight. It was a breath of fresh she's air. In her, she's yeah. in her lab and yeah. saying, Wearing like, her little lab coat. You know what? Like, at- <laughs> yeah, but he probably just wants to mate. And <laughs> kind of almost unaware that many people are dying. She doesn't care. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm thinking three because not quite, not quite a pass, but you know. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can see your points. Um, I I think something we haven't really discussed here because uh, maybe we made it sound thrilling. This movie was pretty boring. <laughs> we were pretty bored. Watch, like we had some laughs and and some good times, but for most of it, there's a lot of awkward poorly written dialogue between jack and rosie that just really slows the film down uh and for that reason and and that that's just the kiss of death in a campy movie right like you when it 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 kind of takes itself a little too seriously yeah Uh, yeah a movie with with verses in the title should really have some more battle scenes Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the battle scenes in this movie consisted of rosie messing something up and Mm -hmm. then the mecha shark killing many people it should have more scenes of batman branding people (laughs) yes there weren't a lot of like head to head there Mm -hmm. were a couple little spots where they ran into each other it was really just a really just a failure on the level of a versus movie (laughs) um i'm gonna give it one and a half stars because uh a full star for debbie gibson and a half star for admiral engelbert oh all right is, is my thinking there um you know, it's it's not uh, not the worst bad movie to watch. Uh, there's definitely some laughs, but you know, maybe if we watched the other two Mega Shark movies, we'd be mm. a little 
a little more into it. Give us a lot more context. Yeah. And we'd probably be a lot more attached to the Mm -hmm. characters that they've developed. We'd learn about, we'd learn about Jack's smoking problem and Mm -hmm. Rosie's drinking problem. I think, I think these are, this is the first movie they're introduced in though. So. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But yeah, so uh, I'm going to give it, yeah, I think 1.5 is uh, probably even a little more than it deserves, honestly. (laughs) All right. Do you have any any final thoughts? Anything you want to share about this movie? Something we haven't touched on? Uh, no, I would just I would just caution people to stay away from anywhere that might contain a mega shark or a mecha shark. Mm-hmm. Even though they're designed to be helpful, sometimes things mm-hmm. can go wrong. Yeah, and uh, if if you do hear that, uh, really any ocean—Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic—if any of them are on lockdown, please stay away. Yes, uh, th- I think because those mega ocean. sharks' main business. The beach can wait for another day. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, all right, so I think that wraps up this episode of Mother May I Podcast with Danger. Thank you so much for being here, David. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right, folks, uh, join us uh, next episode where hopefully. My plan is to finally talk about a legitimately good uh, movie on this show because uh, I've been focusing a little bit on the uh, the the bottom feeders of the genre. So uh, next episode, we will be looking at something pretty darn good, actually. I don't want to fully spoil it, but let's just say it's not TV. It's HBO. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Podcast with Danger. I'm Nicholas Tristan, and we will take you out on the sweet, sweet sounds of whatever the ending song to Mega Shark vs. Mecha Shark is. Good night, and I love literally all of you.